There we go. We're ready. Hello and welcome to um, Your Best Self Podcast. So today I am joined with Chelsea of Stronger Squad and we are going to be talking about something that I know a lot of people struggle with and a lot of people um, will be really looking forward to getting um, Chelsea's tips on the weekends. So managing the weekends with a fat loss goal, even a maintenance goal, um, just being able to still enjoy the weekends but make progress towards your goal. So that is like what we are going to predominantly chat about, but we've got some other kind of juicy questions in there as well, which we will cover as well. So how are you, Chelsea? I am pretty bloody good for a Tuesday. I'm actually quite like, I think this podcast is going to be very helpful for a lot of people because it is something that so many struggle with. And I can understand why, because it's an opportunity to kind of relax and like, the right words not let your guard down but just you know be a bit more at ease with kind of what you're doing over the weekend um but it's trying to find the balance between relaxing but kind of not overindulging or not over relaxing to the point where you just go hard yeah yeah definitely and I think as well because um like a lot of people's routine and structure changes on the weekend. And like you say, like you do want to have a little bit of downtime and you want to chill out if you do work like a nine to five or you work shifts through the week, like you want to have a, a period of time where you're enjoying some family time or you're enjoying time with friends, um, socialising. You want to enjoy that, but it is, like you say, like finding that balance. Um, so probably then, well, first of all, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and like... Sure. Um, so I'm Chelsea uh, from Strong Girl Squad and I run the online coaching program Fat Loss and Freedom Project, which is based around helping women lose fat, maintain their weight loss, but then most importantly, figuring out or finding a routine that they can see themselves sticking to literally forever um, and that one that fits into their lifestyle and in a healthy approach. So, you know, I think a lot of women struggle, you know, they can achieve fat loss, but it's actually maintaining that fat loss in a healthy approach. That is the biggest struggle because, you know, what they did to achieve the fat loss isn't going to necessarily allow them to maintain the fat loss, um, you know, in a long-term approach. So, just helping women find their routine because everyone's so individual um and you know teaching them that fat loss doesn't have to be miserable it doesn't have to take away the joy from your life it doesn't mean you have to miss out on social occasions you can do it all and this probably ties into our conversation today about you know can you still have a really great weekend still socialize but stay on track and still make progress towards your goals um so that's pretty much what the fat loss and freedom project is about um and that's something I'm really passionate in helping women kind of find again that balance to achieving their goals but not letting their fat loss goals take over their life yeah amazing and that literally sounds like like my thoughts as well like and I was I was around our friends earlier and we were just chatting about like how hard it is to sell sustainable fat loss to people like yeah. it is because I think everybody wants it as an end, like an end goal. Like everybody wants to be, be able to maintain their fat loss. But I think what trips a lot of people up, and I totally understand why, is like a lot of like marketing and like diet culture messaging about like 
get shredded in six weeks or like lose X amount of pounds and this and yes it probably can be done but like you say like you were you will be miserable Mm -hmm. it's not something that you will be able to do and include social life and maybe meals with family and nights out with friends like it's potentially putting your life on hold for six eight twelve weeks and then going back to how you ate and drank and moved before and wondering why you put the weight back on and I guess it's like like exactly what you say like it's it's about finding that balance it's about finding a, a plan or um, an approach that works for you and fits in with you and your lifestyle um, and being able to adapt as well because what you did so if I think of myself for an example like what I did five six years ago to achieve fat loss is just not something that I would be able to do now because I now have two kids um I now run an online coaching business um I work well I'm going back to work part-time in the NHS like I don't have time for what I used to what I could have did before um so like something that I think a lot of people would really benefit from from the outstart is setting realistic expectations um and I, and I do think that the weekend has to play a big part in that. Um, so what do you think, like, like, well, first of all, like, how, how to, how would you manage your weekend or with clients? Like, how would you get them to approach their weekends and still make progress towards um, their goals? So let's just, for instance, just go for fat loss goals because the majority of our clients are fat loss clients. So, like how how can you include your weekends, still have fun on your weekends, still enjoy the weekends, um, and move towards your fat loss goals? Um, so it can absolutely be done, but as you were just saying, like it is about setting realistic expectations, which personally I think people find very hard. They think that in order to continue to progress and continue to achieve their fat loss goals, then they have to be restrictive or, you know, um they either have to exercise six days a week or um, lower their calories, et cetera. So first and foremost, setting realistic expectations. If you're someone who enjoys social occasions on weekends, that is absolutely okay. But I think it's about managing those social occasions and creating more awareness around the habits that you have on the weekend. So like what I like to say to my clients is that you know, if you still want to enjoy the weekends, if you still want to enjoy social occasions, if you if you like a couple of drinks on the weekend, that is what like finding the balance is all about. You should be able to do that, but you need to be okay with the process taking a bit longer. Like that is just the reality of it. And it doesn't mean that you're taking 10 steps back just because the process may take a bit longer, but what you are creating are habits and a lifestyle that you enjoy and that you can see yourself doing because this is kind of your lifestyle, but also still being able to achieve those fat loss goals, um, which generally would mean that, you know, how fast you achieve fat loss slows down. But again, that's not a bad thing. And often like, you know, you can lose weight in six to eight weeks and, you know, that may be a very good starting point, but it's like, what do you do after those six to eight weeks? Like a lot of people in those six to eight weeks may not drink. They may you know, not go out to many social occasions because they got this idea in this head that they want to achieve, you know, X amount of weight loss in those six weeks. But the reality of it is after those six, eight weeks, you are going to go out, you are going to socialize, you are going to want to eat. Like, so it's about trying to find like the habits and, you know, build the foundations into something within those first six to eight weeks that 
you are still going to be doing pretty much the same after it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think setting realistic expectations, being okay with the process taking a bit longer. If you want to have a normal, happy life, including weekends. Um, and then like, sometimes I ask like clients, like why do they have a time frame on this particular goal? Just because, I don't know, sometimes asking them that question gets them thinking because a lot of people just think, oh, six weeks, all right. You know, they see all the stuff on social media. This is what I want to lose in six weeks. And by asking them that question of, well, why that time frame, it kind of makes them realize, like, they don't really know. Like, it's not like they've got a particular event that they got to fit into a particular dress for, et cetera. Um, so I try and like I try and encourage them to think beyond that, mm-hmm. and it honestly takes a lot of the pressure off because you de- you don't like you naturally don't feel like you have to be as restrictive because you're giving yourself that extra bit of time to get to where you want to be. Um, so that though that's kind of like you know setting realistic realistic expectations, um, being okay with the process taking a bit longer, and then yeah, kind of asking yourself like. How, you know how long realistically or why you're putting a time frame on something can often help take the stress off and the restriction off or the overindulging off over on the weekend yeah and that's such good points and it's it's I guess they go hand in hand as well because when you set yourself like realistic expectations and it's not so much about like I think a lot of people will say like when you, you, they say the, like realistic expectation you think like I'm lowering the bar like I'm not going to get a re- results but sometimes like when you actually do lower the bar it becomes more achievable and then you build momentum and you build confidence and then that starts to get you the results whereas if you're setting expectations expectations on yourself that are very unrealistic like if you do like to go out and you like to have like to socialize even if you just like to have like a takeaway in the weekend with your family if that's a big part of your like your week um, and everyone in the family enjoys it and you don't want to be the one that's like oh I'm on a diet guys I can't I can't have that or do you know it's it's like it's if you're if you're kind of telling yourself that or and you're setting like really unrealistic expectations like it's going to feel demotivating like because you can't see yourself doing it like and I suppose like a lot of people think but especially with fat loss progress, like the, the results are going to be linear. They're going to see progress week to week. And sometimes progress is not going to look like that. Like sometimes progress is going to feel like you are taking like two steps forward, one step back, but you are still moving in the direction that you want to go in. And I guess that's where the balance comes in with the weekend. So if you do have, so like, you you know what it's like, like some months you're going to have, your your social schedule is going to be jam-packed and you might have something on every single weekend. And I suppose it's, it's like asking yourself, like, well, do you know what, see this month, like I might not make all that much progress towards fat loss, but that's okay. Like every single week, these are things that I want to do. And I suppose that's something we can come on to. It's like actually choosing if you do want to go, like go on these nights out or these meals out and stuff like, but that month might not look on paper like you've made much progress towards your fat loss goals. But if you've got the habits and the mindset and the behaviors like through the week and at the weekend that you are continuing to do, like, and then the next month you might have nothing on. And then fat loss might look quicker that month or it might look different that month. But it's it's knowing that your progress won't be linear, being okay with that. 
and just keeping chipping away at the habits and the habits and behaviors because these are going to like ho- like keep you accountable and allow you to achieve fat loss results but also like long-term results be able to learn how to like to actually um enjoy the weekends and be able to include these weekends uh long term because a lot of things like if you if you are used to following fad diets or restrictive diets they do not account for alcohol they do not account for takeaways they don't account for these things so you never learn how to include them no and I think like again it I'm really big on like reflection at the moment and I'm really trying to push out on clients and you know I'm not going to give them all the answers I, I often I'll they'll ask me a question but I'll ask them a question back so yeah. they may ask me something but I'm like well kind of why or tell me more about that so that like we kind of get to a point where I actually don't end up answering the question uh, the, the client answers the question just by you know g- giving those few like kind of a little bit of feedback or throwing the question back at them but I think something also to kind of ask yourself is is the actions or the behaviors that you're doing o- over the weekend in line with your goals like the reality is if you're going out every weekend getting pissed having way too many beers you know having a couple of takeaways having you know lunch out and breakfast out one that bloody is going to cost a lot um <laughs> But it is quite clear that that isn't going to help you get the results that you're after. Like if you are overindulging, you're doing it every weekend, like there's no easy way to say it. You're obviously, you. I highly doubt you're going to be making much progress. But on the same kind of, on the other end of the spectrum, like if you're restricting yourself in terms of not going out, um, not going to social occasions because you're scared that you're going to, fall off track or you're going to wake up on Monday morning and weigh yourself and, um, you know, the scales are going to say, I don't know, a kilo heavier. Again, that you might make short-term progress, but ultimately you aren't going to be able to sustain that. So I think looking at the actions and whether or not your behaviours are in line with your goal. Um, and I think also asking like kind of how how important is that goal to you? You know, I know fat loss is not the be all or end all, but if this is something that you've been putting off for a very long time and then now, and I think this is probably, we'll get onto one of the questions, you know, we were going to talk about, um, what is it? Sacrifice versus compromise. Like if fat loss is your ultimate goal at the moment because of, you know, health reasons, mental health reasons, you know, you've been yo-yo dieting for however long and then finally you, this is the time you're going to work on yourself, then I guess this is this is when you do need to kind of figure out what can you go to, what kind of can you stay involved in and kind of, you know, um, indulge in and what are some things that you're going to not be able to do. And it's not in terms of being restricted and feeling like you're missing out, but, you know, overindulging and eating out five times over the weekend is ultimately probably going to make you feel a bit shitty because you know you don't really know how always how the food's cooked and everything like that um but ultimately it's not going to allow you to kind of achieve your fat loss goals because you you probably are going over your calorie deficit yeah yeah and I guess it's like something I like to do as well is like asking like clients like how do they want to feel on Monday Mm. like so and I guess it's like thinking about like delayed gratification and like your future like if your future self is going to thank you for like the actions and behaviors you did over the weekend um but if you want to like wake up on Monday morning like 
and and if at any point you regret any of the actions that you've done over the weekend, like again, like you say, like reflecting on that, like why do you regret them? But mm. also, like if you if you kind of can preempt that you probably will regret some of the things, like why why are you doing them in the first place? Like and like you say, like we don't have the answers to that. Like a lot of times, clients have to dig deep and they have to. Sometimes for us, it's asking uncomfortable questions, but. If you can sit down and you can reflect and you can be like non-judgmental about some of the the actions and behaviors that you've maybe previously did in the past or at the weekends that are that are that are hindering your progress, like a lot of the times we can we don't like it, but we can sit down and be like, right, well, do you know what? I maybe do have to rein it in at the weekend a little bit, like do you know like having a takeaway like a Friday and a Saturday like I don't actually really enjoy like the Saturday night takeaway all that much I'm just getting it because of I don't know, x or y like because it's a habit now and it's just expected yeah. but like and it's it's trying new things like can you make a fake away like you know exactly what's going into it you can you can make healthier options you can control the portion size like there's little things you can do, but ultimately I think it is just asking those difficult questions to start with. Um and yeah, kind of reflecting on like on what you're doing. Cause sometimes the hardest thing to admit is that you are standing in your in your own way a little bit. Um but I, th- I think like so what what would be your top like three tips for people to help them approach the weekend? Yeah, so um First of all, and again, this is not supposed to be in a restrictive way, but I would try and limit like the amount of times you eat out, like for a few different reasons. One, I feel like you value it more. Do you know what I mean? Like if you yeah. know you're getting a takeout on a Saturday night or if you're going out to dinner, like you you really look forward to it because it's like a treat. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it, it's something that you don't normally do. So I think one limiting, you know, a takeout, I know this is not always the case because some weekends like – are much more social than the others but you know if you have rain over like your decisions limit the takeout to you know one night of the week and with that takeout like if you want a big burger and chips you treat yourself you go for a big burger and chips but if you're someone who wants to be just say a, a bit more mindful just say and maybe doesn't want to go for a big carb loaded night then you choose that do you know what I mean like there's in in regards to this, there's no right or wrong, and you shouldn't feel like you have to um, choose certain foods based on other people's opinions or what you you think. Oh, I'll get a salad because I don't want to. You know, if you want a bloody burger, have a burger. Because ultimately, <laughs> I feel like if you kind of fill that need or want, then you're probably less likely to binge on the weekend because you've kind of got that little bit of a I don't know what the right word is it a kick or <laughs> yeah, like a, dopamine, a dopamine hit like you know. Yeah. Like you've been looking forward to this bloody burger, you've treated yourself to the burger and now you're content with what you've had, you're probably less likely to bloody, you know, on a Sunday, hit the snacks, hit the chocolates, hit the chips, because you're like, you know what, actually last night, I bloody had my burger like I wanted, it satisfied me and I felt like I got that little, yeah, little bit of a kick. Um, So I think that's one. Um, Again, like, I know drinking, you know, everybody kind of like, especially if you're in a stressful job or I used to be like this weekends, I used to go out and party. That was my thing. But again, if you're someone who likes to have a drink on the weekend, don't try and do it cold turkey. And because let's be honest, that's just unrealistic. Are you never going to drink again? 
just try and limit it again, maybe to one night um, or a bottle of wine or whatever it is, like just cutting down the frequency of how much you're consuming it will ultimately allow you to create better habits, but that's already progressed because you're not having as much of that as you know, you were previously, but again, you're still kind of fulfilling yourself and you're still allowing yourself that treat or that release, but without, you know, going over and over and overboard. So I think that's one thing. Um, yeah. So three tips. That's like one of my first tips about, you know, just limiting the takeaway. Um, my second tip would be that if you know you are eating out or takeawaying or, you know, you might be maybe having to eat out a little bit more, I try and look at all the meals around the day. So if I know if I'm going out for dinner, um, again, it's not something you can always control, but if I know I'm going out for dinner and when I'm going out, I'm ordering whatever I want. I ain't, you know, I'm not someone who like I'm going to order a salad because I know that's my treat. But what I will make sure is that, throughout the day um, I'm not going out and buying shitty food or you know I'm a bit prepared so I'll make sure I have my protein yogurt my banana um, I'll make sure I you know probably try and have a high protein meal whether that's like protein sandwich or you know um, if I'm at home like protein veggies and you know carbs um, and just making sure that I'm like kind of in my normal routine or on track so to speak with the rest of my meals because mm -hmm. I think ultimately that will allow you when you go for that meal at the end of the day to kind of feel a bit better and not put yourself down as much if you decide to go for like the higher calorie option because you're like you know what I haven't ruined all my progress because I actually made a conscious effort today to get my protein in to make sure I was having nutritious food so you know having this I don't feel like I'm you know completely going off track because I've done my best today um, and obviously, you know, drinking your water and getting, you know, I mean, I try and do two to three liters a day, but just tiny little like low hanging fruits like that, that will one make you feel better. But I think psychologically will allow you to not make yourself feel as bad if you decide to go for a little extra at, at dinner. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that you, what you're saying, it's like being in a, a like a, a better mindset about it and like you like you know like when you're when you're having like high protein and you're having lots of fruit and vegetables like it is going to make you like you, your energy levels are better focus and concentrating is better your mood is better and this is all going to like impact your decision making isn't it like so if you can control like your controllables and if you know you're going out for dinner that night like I think that's that's like really good advice to make sure that you are like everything else that you do have control of um, as aligned with your goals because when you're when you're feeling better and like everything is like like you say like on track like we are nobody can see us <laughs> I know but on track is it can be so different for everybody so yeah. like sometimes just to um let you guys know that when I like when we say on track I'm doing like these little quotations on the screen um just as a I don't know what the word would normally be, but just, yeah, on track can be very different to everybody and very, like, individual. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say, like, when you, like, going out for a meal in, in the evening is off track. It's not because yeah. you are, you're taking, and I suppose it's, it's like, it's a bit of, like, forward planning, isn't it? Like, so if you, you're yeah. taking, like, you're taking your day into consideration and potentially, like, 
like backloading calories like so maybe saving some calories but still keeping like food volume high from your fruit and vegetables and keeping protein high so it's going to keep help keep you fuller for longer but reducing the calories um not like really excessively making sure you've got some protein before you go out for your meal so you're not overly hungry and then overindulge when you're out but you're thinking about like your day as an average of calories or even your week like you if you know you're going out on a saturday night like you can bank calories like monday to friday um, like 100 to 200 calories yeah. and that's going to give you like a 500 to 1000 calorie buffer for the weekend and it's like knowing that that one meal or like that like that one evening is not it's not ruining your progress and it's it's not a case of pushing like the, the effort button I suppose isn't it yeah I think like and again it's you know some women count calories some women don't and in terms of like banking the calories throughout the week that is a good option for someone who's comfortable counting calories and when I guess we say that is like it doesn't mean that you're bloody gonna restrict your calories to a point that you're freaking starving throughout the week just so you can go crazy on the weekend because that is not healthy like Mm -mm. that is not something that you can maintain um and I know you know maybe some some people will definitely do that because they know they're gonna have a big weekend but I think it's also realizing like you know fat loss like you said it isn't linear it takes consistency it takes time so you know one weekend of you overindulging isn't going to make you lose all your progress what will is if you consistently do the same behaviors week on week on week for eight to 12 weeks probably less you will see potentially like increase in weight or maybe you just progress has stopped altogether Mm -hmm. so I think women becoming comfortable with understanding that probably jumping on the scales on a Monday morning after you maybe you've had a, a big meal on the weekend or on Sunday night or you've had a few drinks like you it will be heavier no doubt for loads of reasons water retention um inflammation you know if you had a big carb dinner like so that doesn't represent the like that you have actually gained fat so like one thing I'd probably say is I don't know I wouldn't jump if you're someone who can easily become demotivated by the scales don't bloody jump up on a Monday morning when you know you've had a big weekend because honestly you you know that it's going to say it's heavier you might not understand the reasons why it's heavier so your instant reaction is because you've eaten all this stuff or because you've drank I must have put on weight I've lost progress and then you get into that vicious cycle again then you put yourself down again then you probably going to restrict or think you should restrict your calories and over exercise and then you end up continuing continuously you know going around that vicious cycle um but you cannot put that much weight on like I think I was listening to Emma's podcast it's like you have to be eating like 3,000 plus calories over your maintenance to even put a pound of weight on mm-hmm. which you know, I, I is highly unlikely for people to do so um yeah, I this wasn't my tip, but maybe not get on the scales on a Monday morning after. If you know it's going to demotivate you and put you yeah. to bad mood, just wait till Tuesday and then yeah. hopefully you'll be right. Well, that's what I, so I was out the weekend, like myself and my husband went away um, Saturday night and like... I did it just like, I don't use I don't use the scales anymore like I actually like had to like go and dust them off because it's been so long <laughs> since I've stood on them but I thought I'm, I know that we were recording this podcast I was like just out of curiosity I'm going to do this so I put on um like five pounds over the weekend and I was like well that's like I drank more than I would normally like ate more but ate like um 
like higher ri- like richer food than we would normally um mm-hmm. and just everything was a little bit I think we didn't move very like we we did actually do quite a lot, a lot of walking on Saturday like unintentionally um but on the Sunday we didn't we didn't have a lot of movement and things so like ev- just everything was different about the weekend but like I know that I didn't so like, five pounds would be oh my gosh like I'm going to do quick math here like that would be like ten and a half thousand calories on top of maintenance calories yeah. for the weekend and I was like I know for a fact that I did not eat that like and we were moving about we were quite active on the Saturday but I was like that is wild like but I know the scales and I know the fluctuations and I, yeah. I stepped on them and I laughed so I was like oh geez oh like but I, yeah. I but if you are somebody who doesn't quite understand the scales or feels very demotivated by the scales like you say, like it's probably not the best plan to step on the scales on the Monday morning. Um, mm. I would even wait till the end, the tail end of that week, because things are going to, they will downregulate, but it, it is going to take like a little bit of time and everybody's going to be different um, the, the time it takes. But yeah, I would definitely wait. And I guess like another thing you were speaking about, about like over restriction throughout the week and then like overindulging at the weekend. Like I think a lot of people, when they do that like so like they they slash their calories right down because they've had a or they've got a heavy weekend coming up or they've overate over the weekend and they feel bad about it and they feel guilty and they feel shame about it but and again and I, I think a lot of people are like I just don't have the willpower like I just I don't understand like I'm just I can't understand why I'm doing this but it's actually a normal human response mm. overindulge if you over restrict so by by drastically slashing your calories by going down to like let's just go for like the the like the standard like 1200 calories like if you're slashing your calories down to 1200 calories for five days like your body that is a natural human response that your body is saying feed me give me energy like and and then it will and then it's going to start to overindulge you'll be very preoccupied with food like but the other like what we are suggesting is one to two hundred calories, or if you're not tracking, that could look like taking a snack away each day. Yeah. And then what that's doing is you're not overly hungry on like Monday to Friday. You're still able to um like have a like a balanced diet. You're still able to probably have a little bit of like what you enjoy in there as well. You're not over restricted, but you're just you are just being proactive about your weekend and being proactive about how you're approaching it instead of reacting afterwards on a Monday by slashing calories and I think that's an important mindset for a lot of people as well like to be proactive towards it to, to plan yeah. your weekend in instead of like going mental at the weekend thinking you've ruined it pushing the effort button overeating again on Sunday reacting to that thinking not tomorrow Monday this is me I'm changing it's, this is me tomorrow that's that's it's a new me new me and then over restricting on the Monday, like it's yeah. just it's not going to work. No, and often I do. I probably uh, I don't know how I sound when I say this because I'm so so big on reflection and um journaling now. Like a lot of the time, people may say, oh, "I don't know why I'm doing it," but I can honestly guarantee a lot of them actually haven't given themselves that space to have a think about why they are doing it. Like literally, write it down. Like. Even if you think it sounds stupid to say, write it down why you think you're overindulging. And when you give yourself five minutes to have that clarity, to have that space and actually think, you know, why do I generally think that I want to restrict during the week and then I just overindulge or go for it on the weekend? Often 
they'll be able to come to some sort of conclusion. And when you know why you are doing what you're doing, and I'm not saying it's easy, it may take a bit of work, that's when you can implement strategies or be more proactive about just say the struggles that you have or the overindulging because until you know why you're doing it it's kind of like picking things out of thin air and which is absolutely fine trial and ever error but a lot of the time if you just take five minutes out of your day and actually and if this is something that's really important to you know like some people may want to achieve the fat goal goals a little bit quicker and so being more mindful on the weekend and making more conscious decisions is something that is a priority that to them. However, other people may be okay with it taking a bit longer and they don't like, I have clients who like, then I don't, they're not a strict, uh, no, what's the word? Like, obviously they want to be healthy. They want to be fit. They do have fat loss goals, but they're quite cruisy about it, if that makes sense. So, you know, I do train one bloke and, um, you know, he'll have beers and stuff on the weekend and he's just someone that, uh, you know, I don't pressure him not to have beers because he enjoys it, but he's also aware that it's going to take a bit longer for him to achieve the progress he wants. Whereas other clients, um, you know, they may have a, I don't know, a, I don't want to say more important fat loss goal, but, you know, their priority might be to lose X amount of fat. So for them, not drinking on the weekend is actually something that they're prepared to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also like, you know, during the week, you're in a routine, you're busy, you're probably not as likely to binge or to like maybe at the end of the day maybe have a drink but um I think I don't want to say that I go all out on the weekend because I don't but I make sure that my week that I'm pretty on point with all my food because it's so much easier to do so because you've got work you've got training you've got kids so like you don't have as much time to just chill and go out to dinner or lunch or to snack about at the house so I think like focusing on your week will help because then if you do something on the weekend you know that you know what 80 percent of this week I've been bloody great this 20 percent is for me and I'm okay about it because I know that I've done my best throughout the rest didn't mean to rhyme that (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of the way I look at it as well um not to say that you know you should be good throughout the week and like um not as what like I guess in routine in the weekend I hope that makes sense mm-hmm. but I think also looking at it like that way can help because it's much easier to quote unquote stay on track when you're in your routine of things yeah and I guess that's as well like such a good point as well like being aware that your routine will change at the weekend mm-hmm. and taking steps like proactive steps towards that so like if you don't work at the weekend and potentially you know that you're a little bit of a boredom snacker um you know like so you can be proactive with that you can be like right well I know that I do sometimes mindlessly snack at the weekend I know it's because I'm bored so what can I do to to help with that like can I like make sure I'm not going like huge periods without foods like can I structure my so my my weekends can I can I keep the structure of my meals there so can I have my like my breakfast at similar times that I would be working like lunch like this is not going to be like quote-unquote perfect every single weekend but if you can create some routine and some structure around your meals it is going to make life easier and it's going to take a little bit of the planning away, the thinking away around food, because a lot of times if we are, if we don't have things planned out and you have a little bit of time on your hands at the weekend and you're sitting thinking like, oh, what am I going to have for lunch? 
could have this, I could have that. Like, and that takes a lot of mental energy. Whereas if you've got things planned out, you're like, oh, well, I know that I'm I'm having this for my lunch, then you, you're not thinking about it anymore. And then you would potentially not then think about snacking and other like types of food. Or it could be that you go out a walk or you organize like to meet friends for a walk or like for a coffee and a walk or something. Like I think it's been like proactive in in knowing that yes, routine and structure might change. It's not a bad thing, but just trying to like create a little bit of that for yourself with your meals. Yeah. Um, one thing I actually have started doing, I used to, when I do my weekly shop, I'd only buy from Monday to Friday, like my snacks, my meals and everything. But now, like, because uh, I eat probably the same kind of snacks every day, every week, I know it sounds boring. I actually now am buying my snacks. So instead of buying my protein yogurt, and, um, yeah, protein yogurt, protein shake, my granola bar, banana, like I used to buy it just for Monday to Friday, but now I buy enough so that I have it on Saturday and Sunday. Because mm-hmm. what I used to find is that, you know, I'd be coming home on a Saturday after work or even on a Sunday and I'm freaking moaning about the house and I'm like, bloody hell, I'm hungry. And then, you know, or I don't know, I just haven't been prepared on those days, even though like I like my protein yogurt, I like my granola bar and all that type of stuff. And then I just reach for bloody loads of sandwiches, you know, lollies, chips, things like that, because I wasn't prepared and I didn't have those snacks on hand. So now I buy for like Saturday and Sunday so that, because a lot of the time, unfortunately, with food, like I love food, but I eat to fuel my body, like most of the time. And but then when I get to go out and have a bloody good meal, I'm like loving it. Do you know what I mean I value it? I don't make myself feel bad because I know I've done my best to fuel my body, you know, the best I can with everything else. So I think, you know, when you do your grocery shop, don't just buy from Monday to Friday, like you were just saying, have those snacks on hand on a Saturday and Sunday. And, like, don't have just boring snacks. Like, you know, make sure you've got a few little nice treats there. But at least you've got them there and you're not going to bloody completely overindulge and go overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were just saying that, I just thought I'd mention that, yeah, now by yeah. Saturday and Sunday kind of food. Um, yeah, like, that's such a good tip and something that, like, it's so easy to do. Isn't it? It's so easy to do and so easy not to do. But, yeah, just making sure that you you, you have you do plan in your weekends. Absolutely. Like, plan seven days don't plan for five days because even if you end up going out for a meal or breakfast like that's absolutely fine but at least you know that you've got those things on hand if you don't um or if you come home and you know you're super busy and you're starving you know that you can just grab the protein shake and the the yogurt instead of like thinking oh shit I'll just grab pick something up from Sainsbury's or you know you end up getting a bloody bag of chips and you know I mean I love my sandwiches but sometimes you end up picking things that won't fill you up because I know I've done it I'll just I might even get a bag of Haribo's just because I'm like shit I'm hungry I feel like I think I want that I don't Mm. so sometimes it's also like trying to you know when you're bloody hungry and like everything just looks great (laughs) trying to like pull your brain back and like not get what you think you want get what you know is actually going to fill you up and you know you should have which is hard Oh, it's um, so hard, isn't it? That's why they say don't go shopping, don't go food shopping when you're hungry, because like oh, you do not make good decisions. You do not, you do <laughs> not firsthand. Which is, you know, I mean, I try to avoid it at all costs. To be fair, because I know what I'm like. I I love my Harry Bows and shit, and I'll just go to town on them. <laughs> but that again, that's like natural, like it's a natural human thing, isn't it? Your body's craving energy, and like 
sugar and like high carb high fat fats food fat high fat foods are like instant energy source yeah. so like it's a natural thing for your body to go for them it's yeah it's hard but again it's it's all about awareness creating awareness yeah. taking the time like don't just keep repeating these behaviors that clearly make you feel bad that you know isn't like you know fully fulfilling you or you know your future self won't be grateful for like it's okay to like do this you know or make mistakes or quote unquote fall off track but if it's getting to a point where it's constantly happening you're constantly feeling bad you're constantly stepping on the scales and thinking I've lost all this progress like you're continuously going through this vicious cycle then you need to kind of take a step back and have a look at what you're doing and then why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and work from there because it's all good and well saying oh you know um I'm really bad at this I overindulge like just kind of blurting this stuff out but if you continue to say it and you don't actually look at why you're doing it it's going to be your life like that's literally going to be your lifestyle and clearly that's not something you know if it's making you feel uncomfortable or unhappy like that's obviously not something you want to continue so you need to take the time to look at why you're doing what you're doing and then work on it from there and again I know it's not easy it's it's hard because otherwise we'd all be bloody perfect but you can't just keep like kind of brushing over it if that makes sense yeah but nothing changes if nothing changes <laughs> literally as simple as that mm-hmm. um, I just have one more quick tip like yeah, go for it. my third one was like don't go into the weekend thinking you're going to be good or bad like because it's not you're not going to be good or bad you need to one appreciate your weekends especially if you work loads and like that's the only you know two days you get off with your family or just on your own or with your pets like it is not good or bad and I think labeling it as good or bad is what kind of messes our brain up and what creates the negative like cycle of thoughts and stories and you know whether you're making progress or not um but I think you can go into the weekend and still eat out still drink like I like going out and having a party but just making more conscious efforts around things and you're not going to be perfect every weekend some weekends you're going to overindulge and you're probably going to like fully you know just have to restart Monday we've all been there but I think intentionally trying to go into the weekend, like you said, and being prepared and getting those few extra stacks or, you know, if you don't want to eat two, three takeaways, don't eat two, three t- takeaways. Pick one. Pick one that, you know, maybe it's with your partner and that's going to be some really quality time together. Um, so do not think you're being good or bad. And I try and like say that to clients when they come in on Monday and they say, oh, I was really bad on the weekend. I'm like, well, what does bad even mean? Like, what? Yeah. And it's like putting it back to them. What, like in the check-ins, I'm like, well, what does bad mean to you? What does that look like? And then they'll kind of answer it and realize, well, it wasn't actually bad, was it? it maybe it wasn't as on track as they originally wanted to be, but, you know, it's um, nothing bad happened. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think when you, when you, when you go in like with like, like being good or bad or food is good or bad like you then start to like catastrophize the bad days and you start to overthink them overplay them you then feel guilt you then feel shame and like you're not going to change from a place of guilt or shame like you're not going to make lasting changes like these lasting changes will happen from a place of respect from Mm -hmm. a place of like worthiness and you are not going to feel worthy of these changes if you're constantly putting yourself down for being quote-unquote bad like so eating certain types of foods or labeling certain types of food like 
like you say, that does not make you a bad person. Like nobody's judging you on what you're eating. And I guess like nobody's judging you, but if you're judging yourself, you kind of need to ask yourself why you're judging yourself. Like what what does eating these foods say about you as a person? Absolutely nothing. Like, but until you stop, and that's something that I'm very proactive with my clients is, is like nothing is good or bad. So stop labeling foods good or bad. Like everything yeah. is everything is inclusive and a healthy balanced diet but like we were saying like you do have to be mindful of like portion sizes of particular foods the frequency of takeaways for instance like the frequency of the amount of alcohol you're drinking like and how that these things are going to impact your your progress but it doesn't make you a bad person for for eating or drinking like certain types of foods so that's something yeah that's such a good tip yeah which you know i i can understand why people find it hard but if you're listening to this going forth do not go into your weekend or come out of your weekend thinking you did good or bad if you and i think a really good thing is to you know if your weekend didn't go to plan as like as much as you wanted to, to wanted it to again sit down get into journaling and reflect on what didn't go well and why you thought it didn't so then you can see maybe what the struggle was or what the hiccup was and then kind of have a plan in place for the following weekend is it because you just ate crap out of the cupboards because you didn't have any other snacks you weren't prepared like by actually sitting down and recognizing what didn't go well and then you figuring out that was your reason and then obviously why then you can look at your solution which would be okay if I don't want this to happen again next week when I do my shopping this week I am going to get my protein yogurt and my shake and a granola bar and make sure I have those snacks on hand for the Saturday and Sunday if I want to eat them and you know if I'm on the mindset of I want to kind of make sure that I'm not overindulging I want to quote unquote stay on track so reflection is massive and is something that I can't stop banging on about these days yeah no it's like I'm into journaling as well now so yeah I'm fully on board and yeah it it can be quite eye-opening like and also triggering as well sometimes but like you do have to like recognize some habits and some behaviors um that might be standing in your way and like you know not everybody can afford a therapist so if you kind of like you know journaling's the next best thing yeah. is it um it is because it's it's yeah what are your thoughts on cheat days so I never so I never say cheat days. I would never refer to it to my clients as cheat days. Um and I don't even think my clients say cheat days. And again, it's because it's it's lab- I feel like it labels it as bad. Like I feel like the stigma around a cheat day is to me, when I think of cheat day, I think of like oh, bad, if that I don't know, or negative, if that makes sense. And I think of like overindulging to the point that people probably don't even want to eat what they do but because it's labeled this cheat day and this is the one day of the week that they get to eat the foods that they really enjoy that they've got to kind of fit as much into it as possible Mm -hmm. which I think like maybe ultimately leads to overindulging because it's like you know when you create like the restriction to one day it creates scarcity and they think well if this is the only day of the week that I can have the foods that I properly enjoy I better bloody make the most of it because it's going to be another six or seven days until I get to do it again and I just don't feel like that creates, again, it doesn't create healthy habits. It creates restriction. It mm-hmm. creates 
overindulging and also like I think if you kind of allow yourself to have little bits and you know that you really enjoy throughout the week you ultimately won't overindulge as much because you're not fiending for it honestly I know if I bloody restrict myself on like you know Harry Bows or like if I was craving chocolate and I'm like I cannot have it for another seven days when I get to that bloody seven days I am getting a whole block and I'm going to town I don't give a shit you know <laughs> so I think that's that's my point of view on a cheat day sorry yeah. what, what is your point of view yeah I agree I think yeah I think it it, it promotes the scarcity mindset it promotes like over restriction it promotes a lot of like you you take then you then get preoccupied with certain foods that you are restricting and then you and even if you're not calling them bad like I think actually just restricting them to a certain day of the week it then makes you kind of think that they are bad because you can't include them every single day but there's no reason why you can't have a little bit of chocolate every single day like a Fredo bar is less than 100 calories like like you can include that in your in your daily calorie or even if you're not tracking calories you can include that like you can have like a Fredo bar with like a high high protein yogurt or like a protein shake or a bit of fruit like there's no reason why you can't include these things every single day and I guess like when it comes to like the cheat day like I, I hate the I hate the term cheat day like I hate the wording of it but I suppose like if you if you if you have it on paper about what it probably looks like, it looks like lower calories and in a higher calorie day. Like if you're looking at like mm. black and white on paper, and if you're a robot, like that could work, couldn't it? Like, but we are not robots; we're human be human beings. And there's a lot of at like there's a lot of the mindset stuff and actions and behaviors and things that are driving, or the, like your thoughts and things that are driving actions and driving behaviors. And I think, like having like the quote unquote cheat day, it's probably not the most, um, like healthiest of mindsets to be in around food, mm. but. Like on paper, I think for some people having a higher calorie day on the weekend can work well. But I think that higher calorie day, it can't just be like the full day where you go quote unquote mental. Like because like you can quite easily undo a 500 calorie a day um, deficit in one day. Yeah. Like absolutely. I think a lot of people, so like if you... Like if you're um like even even having like saving a hundred hundred to two hundred calories, like a thousand calories, like on top of your so let's just say for for talking sake, like your your deficit calories are like sixteen hundred calories. Like if you've got a thousand calories on top of that, like let's just say that's two like two and a half thousand calories, like a large Domino's pizza is two just over two two thousand calories. Like if you're having that and that's that's like your your dinner that night but you, then you're also like quote unquote in your cheat day like having a tub of Ben and Jerry's like a bottle of wine Haribo chocolate like you're going out for for brunch like like you could be looking at a 6,000 calorie day like and then so that full week's deficit is gone and you're in a surplus so I think yeah. like it's it's taking that into consideration like having like lower calorie days and then a higher calorie day like that is something that is is um like when I when I lost when I got um lost body fat and got lean that's what I did like I 
I did, um, I actually kind of, I had like training calorie days, I had a higher calorie day at the weekend and I had two lower calorie days, like, but that worked for me at that time. Um, but it was it was knowing that that higher calorie day still had to be tracked, it still had to be considered and it still, you still had to, like, I still was eating protein with Happy Meal, still having fruit, I was still having fruit and vegetables. I just was able to have a lot more flexibility than I would, than I did have on like the other days. But the compromise to that was I did have to restrict a little bit more on the other days to have that higher calorie day. And that's where it, where it like, so I hate the term cheat day because I just really don't think it's great for like people's relationship with food. Um, But I suppose I kind of get like the thinking behind it but I just think it has to be if you do want to have a higher higher calorie day on the weekend you do have to be proactive and you do have to plan for it and it does have to be accounted for Mm, I do get you like I I went into it with the mindset of like what it's called but when you you know kind of explain well in reality it is it is just a high calorie day compared to the other days like that is the black and white of it and I get that principle um but I don't think a lot of people look at it that way. They they see a cheat day. And again, it's also just being aware of like what type of food, like, yes, it could be a cheat day and you've got more flexibility with calories and how much food, but like you still want to be mindful of what you're putting in your body because like I love, you know, a takeaway or fast food, but I also know it's probably going to make me feel a bit shitty. Do you know what I mean? So like if you're letting, like if you're kind of consuming foods that you know probably going to make you feel lethargic, tired, a little bit shitty after it for the whole day, like, is that something you really is that how you want to feel like yeah. just for just for you know a quote-unquote cheat day um so again it's so individual and it really comes down to like you know the individual person's relationship with food and whether they count calories or they don't and you know how much awareness they have around what they actually put in their body mm-hmm. yeah but I just think you should just yeah never call them cheat days yeah no cheat days <laughs> Um, what do you think, like personally, but or with clients? What do you think are people's biggest struggles when it comes to the weekend? The all or nothing like mindset. That's literally that's what I wrote, and it mm-hmm. ties into like you know what we kind of said of the weekend being good or bad. Like you don't go into a weekend thinking it'll be good or bad, um, because like literally, like you will end up with guilt. You'll feel probably a bit of shame because you didn't do what. Or you, you didn't think you acted like you should have. Um, you wake up on Monday morning, the vicious cycle happens, you'll weigh yourself, you'll think, shit, like, not made any progress, like, what's the point in doing this, all this? So, like, it isn't an all-or-nothing mindset. Like, it, it, it cannot be if you want to maintain this long-term. Like, I don't know about anyone else, but I don't want to be bloody miserable just for fat loss, you know? Like, it ain't worth it. Um, and it take, can take a while for people to kind of realise that it is okay to, like, you can lose fat and go out. But, again, it's it's trying to come away from, like, this short time frame and this quick fat loss goal that's unrealistic in terms of, like, the habits that you have to do throughout that um, and coming away from the all-or-nothing mindset. Like, you don't have to come out of a weekend feeling shit about yourself because you bloody went for a night out or because you – had a takeaway or two like you do not have to feel like that what will what you should do is get up on monday or sunday go for a walk 
do something that's going to make you feel a little bit better about the actions that maybe that you took. Do you know what I mean? Like what will make sure that you don't make progress is if you get up on Monday, you get on the scales and you think, shit, I put on weight. What's the point doing this? And then you let that derail all the progress that you made and you don't go for your walk or you don't bother going to your sessions or you don't bother bloody getting your protein and like your meals back on track. Like that is when your progress will stop. When you let something like a weekend derail you from everything else that you worked hard for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I I just think, yeah, like, yeah, all or nothing mindset is just, and I, I think, if like it's just it's mindset on a whole I think like so all or nothing or like the perfectionist mindset like I had a couple of um, people had messaged me been like um oh not so much but like like previously as well but I, I was going to sign up but I had a couple of, I've got a couple of nights out coming up in the next like six weeks and I'm like that's a like it's a perfect opportunity when you're working with a coach who can help you and navigate you through these nights out because are you never going to go on a night out again? No, of course you're not. Of course you're going to go yeah. on nights out. Like, so it's like, stop putting, like, stop being all or nothing or stop trying to be perfect for six weeks and understand that, like, life is never going to be perfect. Like, and, and that's okay, but just doing what you can, like, every single day. And even if things don't go to plan and, like, because you know what it's like sometimes you go on a night out and you're like, oh, I'm just going to have two drinks. And then you've not seen your friends in ages and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this. Like, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're like in the shorts. And like these things happen. Like, yeah, yeah. Basically. But like the next day, like you say, like it's getting up and been like, oh, God, I went a wee bit mental last night. But do you know what? I'm I, like, I, I know like these are the, the habits, these are the non-negotiable habits that I'm going to do today that are going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's, I, I guess it's like getting back on quote unquote track yeah. um, and just keeping doing like the habits, the behaviours and then having those realistic expectations been like, right, do, well, do you know what? Like, I know the scales are going to be up tomorrow and that's okay because rationally, like I, I drank more, um, like, you know, I, like I had richer food, but I know that if I keep just hitting the non-negotiables, like this is how I'm going to make progress. Um, and I guess it's yeah because moving away and and again all like moving away from all or nothing if this is how you've thought for a very long time like you're automatically going to go to that place you're automatically going to go to like the skills are up this is not working like and and it's that's where having a coach can really help as well because they can help reassure you they can pull everything back they can be like right well you're not a bad person like this happened like let's think about why it happened like and make plans moving forward yeah um I should say I went for a night well I kind of planned it but I went for a night out the other weekend and I used to go for nights out probably unnecessarily and then wake up the next day and feel absolutely shit about myself and just constantly put myself down and I'm like why did you go out you did need to go out you're lazy shit blah blah anyway other week I went out and um I got up on the Sunday, probably not to 11 or 12. I was hungover, let's be honest. But you know what? I I washed my clothes. I made sure I went for a walk and got my food to make a slow cooker meal. I actually did a little bit of work. I tired in my room. Like, yes, I wasn't feeling 100%, but I knew I had to do those things because otherwise I would make myself feel shit. I even had to catch myself a few times, like internally telling myself how shit I was. I didn't need to go out. I didn't need a drink. 
But then you know what I thought? Like I had literally had to say to myself, like I end up spending like the afternoon with my friends, which I never get to do because I'm always working, you know, got to just like laugh and have fun with them. Like I'm allowed to go out. I'm allowed to do these things and doing those things does not make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. Whether you have your fat loss goal or you don't, like you're allowed to enjoy your bloody life. So do not let the stories that you tell yourself, you know, the next day and putting yourself down like consume you because it bloody well will unless you catch yourself and I literally had to catch myself and say you can you're allowed to go out you're allowed to enjoy your life you're allowed to drink like as long as you get up the next day and still try and do a few things to make yourself feel better so that you don't ultimately feel like you've just wasted a whole day and like do I mean you you do have to take that action a bit like it's easy to lay in bed when you're hungover I know it's hard and some hangovers are worse than others but (laughs) you still need to try like because otherwise you just set yourself up to fail and you're setting yourself up to be cruel to yourself. And that's what ultimately spirals like the vicious cycle and can definitely demotivate you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I guess it's like, like having that self-compassion and it's hard to do like, but like knowing that your future self is going to thank you for getting up and, and doing the things that you do need to do. Like, even if you don't feel like it and something I've been doing recently so like we speaking about journaling like some day some nights like so I journal at night and some nights I get in and I'm like oh I can't just don't want to do this but like my like non-negotiable is just to say three things that I'm grateful for and that can be a really good thing to to reframe like so if, if you do go out the night before like the the night before the next morning like saying like instead of like calling yourself like like putting yourself down and saying why did you do that like you're so hungover now this is going to be a wasted day turned into self-fulfilling prophecy because you're lying on the couch all day like doing exactly what you did reframing it like I I got like I spent time with my friends or I spent time with my partner we connected like we had we enjoyed some really nice food we enjoyed some really nice cocktails like whatever it is you did like look for the positives in that because when you look for the positives then you don't like one you're not going to feel so bad the next day about it because like, do you know, if you're hungover, you're hungover. Like, at the end of the day, you can't do anything about it. Like, it's it's happened now. You have to move forward from it. But if you can see the positives in, in, in the, like, what, like, how you got hungover, I suppose, that's a really yeah. short But if you see the positives from that, then you're, you're going to be in a better mindset. You're going to be in a better mood. You're going to be in a better, like, position to actually make positive changes the following day or positive behaviors positive actions the following day but if you're self-deprecating and calling yourself like horrible names and like moping and and things about being hungover like that's really not helping the situation in any sort of way and also you like what's done is done and this is something I used to struggle with and now I'm like you know what like the th- like the things we make ourselves feel bad about is really not bad like if you overindulge like it's not the end of the bloody world, okay? Like, do not keep telling yourself that you're a shit person, that you should have done better. Like, we can all do better. But the thing is, get up the next day and try again. It's not mm-hmm. easy. But don't let those stories in your head consume you and keep you in that negative mindset because you just won't you won't get anywhere. Like, what that has done, all you can do is try and do your best the following day. And if that sucks, you turn up the next day and you just continue and continue and continue. And by you staying consistent and continually showing up for yourself, you will get to where you want to be. It's just hard. And a lot of people kind of give up because it is hard and they don't see this instant gratification or, you know, they they just give up too easily. Like this isn't any, this isn't fat loss, this isn't business, this isn't 
you know, life situations. So continue to show up. That's sounds boring as hell and long, but it's the only way. It is, it is. And I guess it's like, yeah, continuing to show up and being consistent and knowing that that consistency will look different every single day. So like at the weekend, you might not be as consistent towards your goals, whether that's fat loss, whether that's maintenance, you might not be consistent, but if you can show up and do the best that you can, that's all that you need to do. And then you can move forward from there. Um, and then maybe through the week, it does look a little bit more consistent towards your fat loss goal, if that is if that is the goal. Um, so we had, we had a wee question on Instagram. So again, this is something that I know a lot of people are going to, um, are going to relate to, but that is... Um, husband slash partner and how to manage weekends if um they don't have a fat loss goal and they like to snack um at evening or like in the evening or on the weekends like so if you I suppose it's like if your environment changes and your partner likes to or your partner doesn't have a fat loss goal and they are snacking like how to manage that um okay well I mean I don't have a partner but this is how this is how I would probably approach it one, I think the first thing would be hopefully to have a conversation with them. And I think if they're like, if they honestly care about you and, you know, I know it's not, no, not every relationship is easy, you know, it's easier said than done, but like, I would hope that they can respect your goal of fat loss. Um, So having an honest conversation about it, if it is something that's constantly tripping you up, just say, look, I'm trying to lose this weight this is really, I need your support. I need you to not be offering me bloody snacks or, <laughs> for example, can you swap the snacks out? I mean, my dad, if my mother swapped the snacks out, he'd be furious. Like, so I mean, <laughs> if he tried to swap them for healthy options, he would literally say, what's this shit? <laughs> um, but can you have your own snacks where you still get that quality time together? You still feel like you're just, say, watching tally or, you know, chilling out, having a drink together. But, you know, instead of you having your, you know, high calorie chips and things like that, can you get some lower calorie snacks? So you still feel like you're being a part of that. Your partner still feels like you're kind of following the same behavior, so to speak, because you are having your snacks, but you're kind of doing it like not overindulging, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's- yeah. sorry. I, I I agree I think like having so I think if like you if there's something in particular that you like to enjoy as a couple like whether that is like I don't know like a, a particular pack of crisps or like sweets or whatever like I think sometimes like portioning out like your your portion and either tracking it if you're tracking calories or like being aware of like how much you've got and roughly the calories in it or roughly like the portion is and knowing that it's okay to eat that like and it's okay to enjoy that and to enjoy that and to do and to eat it in like a mindful way because a lot of the time sometimes like at the weekends or if we're sitting in the couch or watching the tv or we're enjoying like we're enjoying a couple of glasses of wine like we've eaten the full pack of crisps without even realizing it or we've drank the full bottle of wine like it can be done in quite a, a mindless way whereas if we are mindful about it we have got our portion um like take like our portion and like a little bowl beside us and we know exactly like what is in that and you're still enjoying it but mm. it's still aligned with your goals um and again like I, I do think like having the honest conversations with 
um, like with your husband or with your partner about like your goals and why they're important to you and like what you're hoping to achieve. And again, like you say, it's not to say like you you can't like you're going to like get everything out of the house because at the end of the day, like if you're somebody with kids, like my, my I've got a cupboard which is literally like top to bottom full of sweets. Mm. And I can't be like, sorry, kids, you're not getting sweets. Mum's on a diet. Like, yeah, you just don't do that. Um, but it's it's been it's been aware of your goals, I suppose, keeping them at the forefront of your mind. Um, mm-hmm. like ha- oh, having these um honest conversations and yeah, like just making sure that you can still have these things if you want them. I guess that's the thing as well. Like if you if you if you do want them, like if you genuinely do enjoy doing that, because sometimes a lot of times we, when we actually sit down and think about it, do we even want to have the crisps just because our husband's got them or our partner's got them? Like, you know, I'm not really like, like this particular um, person was, it was crisps. Like I'm not really a crisp person. Like that really, I could, I could never eat crisps the rest of my life and it would not bother me one, one bit. But like if it was chocolate, like, I would probably like have an issue with that. Like I need chocolate in my life. Um, but if it's like, are are you doing it because they're doing it, or are yeah. you doing it because you genuinely want to? And I guess like having because sometimes we don't even ask ourselves that question. Like it sometimes it becomes a bit of a habit. Like we are just we just sit that something we do. Like we just we just sit and have some snacks with the TV, but we don't really know, we don't know why we're doing it and if we actually want to. And I think sometimes, like, as, like, as a habit, like, do I really need to do this? Do I actually enjoy this? Like, if you do, fair enough, like, still go for it, but um, in a mindful way that's still aligned with your goals, so you are still enjoying that quality time together. But if you don't, if, if you're not really that bothered about it and you're only doing it, like because your partner's eating as well like to know that's probably not the best thing for your goals at that current time yeah and I guess it's just ask yourself like how important are these goals to you do you know what I mean like if this is something yeah. that you really want to give a good crack at like you know having that conversation with your partner I would hope that they're supportive and they would want to help you in any way that they can but also that's what I was going to say like maybe a lot of the time it's not the actual snacking like you don't enjoy the snacking the actual food it's just that habit you've created around all right it's you know um we're gonna sit down and watch tv so let's get all like a classic for you english people people (laughs) cup of tea and some biscuits you know like it just goes hand in hand yeah and it might be hard to stop the bickies or it might be a case of right you're not gonna have the five bloody what are you bourbons or something bourbons yeah like you're not don't go for the five bourbons maybe have like a granola bar like like you know nature's valley granola bar like i know it, it sounds strange but like you know that's 200 calories that's oats and syrups and that so you're still getting that sweet biscuity type taste and like psychologically hopefully that's the right word or the placebo effect of I'm having a cup of tea and I'm having like a biscuit, but you're portioning your biscuits. So instead of having five to 600 calories worth of biscuits, I mean, I might be exaggerating there. Don't know. Um, You're having 200 calories, but also you're probably eating something that's going to fill you up. So, you know, after you finish those, that granola bar, you're not tending to reach for another granola bar. I like, I know I don't normally. So like, instead of completely trying to 
stop snacking with your partner or whatever it is just swap like keep the behavior but swap it out if that makes sense so instead of going for those higher calorie biscuits half a pack to a pack who knows what you're like go get get a portion size granola bar and then you're still doing that same routine and also maybe your partner like because you're still doing that together they're probably not as inclined to comment on it Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah. and I think a lot of the times as well like it's actually challenging these habits and behaviors so and if it is a habit like sometimes we fall into like the self-fulfilling prophecy they've been like I can't sit at the tv at night without having a biscuit or I can't have a cup of tea without having a biscuit but you never know until you try so sometimes actually like challenging yourself so even if it is like if it's if it's a Saturday night like so Saturday night like me and my partner usually sit and we share a packet of sensations together but challenge yourself maybe for one like for one day of the weekend being like well actually I'm not going to have them tonight like cause I think it's just habit I'm not really sure like if I like I don't really want or need so I think I like if it is just a habit being like I'm going to challenge myself to not do this yeah. and actually build that confidence and prove to yourself that you don't need it and the more you do that and the more you like test your or like um like challenge that behavior and move away from it the easier it will become like I'm not going to say like it will probably be quite tough to start with I had like a like a hot chocolate habit um so every single night once I put the kids to bed like I would just go down put the kettle on and have a hot chocolate and then I realized like I wasn't I didn't really enjoy it like I was just having it because it was literally habit like I was down at the kettle putting it on before I even realized what I'd been doing and then I challenged that and then see when I started to like to so I started like every other night I wouldn't have one and initially I was like this feels really weird it was like it was like a feeling in a pit in my stomach I was like I need I need it's like an urge to go and to go and put the kettle on and to go and and I guess it's probably like with, with biscuits with tea like the, the urge is there to actually just grab a biscuit while you're having a cup of tea but when you actually challenge that and be like do I do I want this do I need this is it a habit and if it is habit like changing the habit and like you say like so that could be changing actually what you have like or it could be like just completely going cold turkey with it and just seeing how you feel afterwards um but I think sometimes that that's a good question to have. Like if you are just having like snacks or crisps with your husband because they're having them, like can you challenge yourself to not have them and see how you feel? Yeah. And that's the hardest part, isn't it? It's like actually give it a go because you think you can't do it. But honestly, I genuinely believe that if you anyone can set their mind to something and if they really want to do it, they will do it. Mm. that I generally I generally believe that and if you if you can't do it then there's a I think there's a part of you that clearly doesn't want it enough and I know that it could be a caveat or you know some people might think well that's not true but I think a lot of people don't actually give it their best they think they do but if they really delved and they really asked themselves have I actually tried my best at this situation or give it a, a proper red hot crack they pro- probably wouldn't they would probably say no they haven't mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know and then like sometimes actually though like getting down to the nitty-gritty like a lot of people think they want fat loss but they don't and that's okay like you don't like if you if if like fat loss 
isn't the be all and end all like we say but there are ways that you can improve your life and improve your health um and doing it in a way that's not just for fat loss like and I guess that's like when we were speaking about the weekends we were speaking about like maintaining weight and stuff like maintenance is it's a it's a mindset isn't it like in maintenance like you're not going to maintain your weight um without certain habits and certain behaviors around food and exercise and like and mindset as well like they all have to be like they all they kind of have to be all inclusive and incorporated um so even if like fat loss potentially isn't some like or when you if you maybe start doing a diet you're like this just isn't I'm just not ready to do this right now that's okay but you can still incorporate some some habits and some behaviors that are going to improve your health Mm, absolutely no I agree I agree perfect but I think this is a good place to stop I think we've we've um, covered so much so much yeah, in this podcast. so hopefully you have found it useful um and if people want to give you a little follow um, where can they find you uh so it's strong girl squad and it's got a lot of underscores so strong <laughs> underscore girl underscore squad underscore don't know why I didn't just pick the dots I'm hoping they were gone because otherwise you know I, I always gonna make things difficult but yeah strong girl squad um my name's Chelsea and that's probably the best place to find me perfect well I'll pop the link up for your Instagram in the show notes but thank you so much for taking the time to come and um, speak to us all and yeah hope you enjoyed guys and I will speak to you all on the next episode